Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Our Father, we thank you and we bless you for this time again of fellowship with you and with my brothers and sisters. Father, to listen to your word, to hear your word, to hear you speak to us, Father. Daddy, please give us all understanding. Give me utterance. Let me speak your pure word, Father God, and let it take root and bear fruit in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. This is uh, Brother Joshua. I'm here again by the abundant mercies of God. We have been speaking about the faithful and the last episode we spoke about the faithful as pertaining to ministers of God uh, that ministers of God are required to be faithful and uh, we're going to pick up on that today and continue as the Lord will lead and guide us. And please, beloved, I beg of you, have your Bible with you. Have your Bible with you. We're going to look at God's Word. And I don't want you, beloved, to be quoting me and say, this is what Brother Joshua said. No, this is what our Father said in his word rightly divided so we're gonna we're gonna jump right in don't forget we're speaking generally about christian growth and we're we moved particularly to the parable of the sower that jesus gave how jesus said that there were four kinds of souls just a quick overview brothers and sisters Jesus said there were four kinds of soil, the wayside, the stony ground, the thorny ground, and the good ground. Then he now went further, particularly, and he spoke about the good ground and said there were three kinds of good ground. And the three kinds of good ground that Jesus identified were the 30-fold soil, the 60-fold soil, and the 100-fold soil. And don't forget now, all these soils, the four kinds of soils, and the three of the fourth kind of soil, they all received the same seed. The same seed. In the first soil, the wayside, the seed was stolen by, uh, because the seed was despised, the seed was stolen by the enemy. In the second kinds of soil, there were rocks. In the third kind of soil, the thorns choked it. In the fourth kind of soil, they had a good heart. They listened to the word with patience and they brought forth fruit. Even in that, 
the Lord said there was a 30-fold, there was a 60-fold and a 100-fold. And by the mercies of God, we identified the 30-fold as the righteous. Uh, they, they, they are not 29 or 20, which are all basically like uh, the thorny ground that the weeds choke. You know, they do have some fruit, some semblance of fruit, but it's not worth the Lord is satisfied with as a good return. So he his minimal, the Lord's minimal, the Lord's base return on his seed is a 30-fold return. Then we identified that as the righteous, like we said, uh, and we also identified by the grace of God the 60-fold soil as a faithful. Uh, but we now kind of... Um, like a segue, like a, not a segue, like a side issue. We, we spoke about as the Lord led us. We spoke about ministers uh, being required to be faithful as a base, uh, not, not to be righteous only the 30-fold because that will mean that they were novice. And a novice, from the last episode, uh, we can see that from the Word, um, uh, are not good candidates for ministry. Uh, anybody can be a candidate for witnessing, and there's a difference. Uh, anybody can witness as to what the Lord has done for them. Anybody can do that, but we're talking about ministers of the gospel. Now, today we're continuing from what we spoke last week, that ministers are required as a minimum to be faithful, which is the 60-fold return. Now, we'll start off in 1 Corinthians 4, uh, verse 1 to 2, uh, which we had also read last time. The um, Bible says, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 to 2, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Yes, ministers are stewards and they are required to be found faithful. Uh, remember, faithfulness is in the doing. It's an assessment. It's an accounting. It's something that you'll be examined and found to be faithful. So that's that's what First Corinthians four one to two is saying. Now, on that, uh, the Lord, according to His leading, uh, is leading us, leading me now to speak, continuing on that, uh, from Titus chapter two, verse eleven and twelve. We are still speaking about the faithful. But we are speaking um, particularly now about ministers. Uh, I don't know when you listen to this um, recording, but at this time um, in this world, um, there is a lot of um, there are a lot of things I should say that ministers and so-called ministers 
have put their hands to that uh, you see and you look at them and you scratch your head. Anyway, let, let, let's just continue. Um, Titus 2, 11 to 15. The Bible says, For the grace that bring grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. Verse 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak, exhort, rebuke with all authority let no man despise you now this is directed to all men and women of God he's saying look you need to speak God's truth exhort rebuke with all authority let no man despise you. But we notice in verse 12 that the Bible says that the grace of God, that spirit of grace, comes teaching us that we should deny ungodliness. I want us to note that. And b before I read another scripture, which will be 2 Timothy 3, um, verse 1 to 17 but I, I, I'll stop in the middle of that and we'll say a few things First Timothy 3 from verse 1 says this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of them of their own selves I see it today covetous I see it today boasters I see it today proud I see it today. Blasphemous, I see it today. Disobedient to parents, I see it today. Unthankful, I see it today. Unholy, I see it today. Without natural affection, I see it today. Truth breakers, I see it today. False accusers, I see it today. Incontinence, they can't hold back. I see it today. Fierce. Oh, I see it today. Despisers of those that are good. Oh, I see it today. Have you ever heard uh, 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 people call you holy roller? You holier than thou? Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about. Because I see it today. Verse 4. Traitors. I see it today. Heady. I see it today. High-minded. This is the great apostle bishop of the greatest evangelistic church on earth. And he's the founder and president. 
I see it today. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Oh, I see it today. Now listen now, verse 5. Having a form of godliness. Mm-hmm. That three-piece suit really makes you look like a bishop. Oh, I see it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That robe and all those nice gowns really, really makes you look like a man of God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it today. Beloved, no, no, I'm not knocking you dressing nice three-piece suit, two-piece, four-piece, whatever. When you, I'm not knocking that, beloved. Please, don't get me wrong. Please, please. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the scripture says they have a form of godliness. But listen now, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. The Bible says you should run from such people. Now, I want us to, to, to remember that in Titus 2.12 that we read, the grace of God, the spirit of grace, is teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. These prophets and prophetess wonderfuls, great apostles, in Second Timothy 3.5, are denying the power of God that he has given us to deny ungodliness. Mm-hmm. Because they have a form of godliness, but deny the power of godliness. There is godliness in form, but they deny the power to live godly. Say it's not possible. Titus says, grace came to teach us to deny ungodliness. These prophet wonderfuls are teaching to deny the power of godliness. Beloved, do you get that? We are supposed to deny ungodliness. How do you do that? Because God has given you the power to do the opposite, to live godly. That's how you deny ungodliness. It says that in Titus 2, 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this world. So to deny ungodliness, the grace of God is giving us the power to live godly in this present world, Titus says. But these men of God are teaching and to deny the power of godliness. You can't live godly. They're opposite to what God is saying. You see, moreover, beloved, Titus 2.15 that we read says, These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise you. Beloved, the word of God has already deputized you and me. If you are a speaker of his word, he has deputized us to speak, to exhort, and to rebuke with all authority. No, no, no. You don't have to be ordained, Apostle Wonderful, in the church of the next re, re, next reunion or whatever name you have. No, 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 beloved, you don't need that. 
the word of God has said to you and me expressly that we should speak, exhort, and rebuke with all authority. And he says, let no man despise you. Ah, beloved, if some of you get mad today, that's fine. Praise the Lord. Be ye angry, and, but don't sin, beloved, and sin not. Beloved, <laughs> uh, because you cannot despise me, I'm just a messenger. The Bible says, let no man despise thee. I won't let you despise me. I'm just a messenger. It is the Lord you are despising, O oh, unfaithful man and woman of God, in your denying his word, and his power. It is the Lord you are despising, not me. You cannot despise me. Yes, to you I'm a no name, no Bible school, trained expert, theologian, speaking no Greek and Hebrew. Yeah, beloved, no, I'm not condemning Bible school. Please, Bible schools are great training men and women in the way to minister to others. I'm not condemning Greek and Hebrew, beloved. No, I'm just saying you can't despise me because you think I don't have any of that. And I'm not saying things that may appeal to your flesh. Beloved, but the word of God that I'm privileged to speak is spirit and life. Jesus said, the word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And because of that, the word of God can defend itself. It doesn't need me to defend it. It needs me to say it. Mm-hmm. My job is to cast the pure seed, which is his word, not tears. My job is to cast the pure seeds upon the waters of humanity and it will do what God intends it to do. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Moreover, let's look quickly while we're still on that. Isaiah 30, verse 8 to 13. It says, Now go, Isaiah, I'm sorry, not Isaiah 8. Isaiah 30. Verse 8 to 13. Isaiah 30, verse 8 to 13. The Bible says, Now go, write it before them in a book, and note it, write it before them in a table, I'm sorry, and note it in a book, that it may be for the time to come forever and ever, that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord which say to the seers, See not, and to the prophets, Prophesy not unto us right things. Listen now. Speak unto us smooth things. Oh, you're going to have a, a big this and a big that. You know, you're going to get this and that. Prophesy deceits. Get you out of the way. Turn aside out of the path. Cause the Holy One of Israel to seize from before us. Wherefore does say the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word, 
It's not me you despise, beloved. The Lord says, because you despise this world and trust in oppression and perverseness and stay thereon, therefore this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. People want to hear smooth things only. They want, they, they want, they want prophecies that that will make them feel good. Nothing for rebuke. Nothing for uh, uh, to correct. Just, just, uh, brother Josh, I see you driving a pink Lamborghini. Hallelujah. No, 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 you need to sow right now into that word. Uh, sa, sa, sa. Uh, okay. Oh, well. Jeremiah 23, 16 to 17. The Bible says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you, that make you vain. They are not speaking words of nourishment to you, beloved. They are not speaking words of correction, of healing, uh, to amend your soul, to 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 treat that uh, uh, which which is messed up. No, they are not saying things. They are they are they are telling you things that make you vain. They make you empty. Verse sixteen. Still, they speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. Verse 17, They say still unto them that despise me. Hmm. The Lord has said, You shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, No evil shall come upon you. Yea, yea, they prophesy to those that despise God. Say, there you have peace. I see the peace of the Lord over you. And these are people that despise God. And you are speaking peace over them. You see peace over them. You prophesy to those that walk in their own imagination. And you say, no evil shall come unto them. Be be beloved, what are you seeing? What kind of glasses are you wearing? Because Isaiah says, Isaiah 3, verse 10 to 11, Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well with him, for they shall eat the fruit of their own doings. Woe unto the wicked. Verse 11, It shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. These are faithful ministers that faithfully speak the word of God. They faithfully administer what they have heard. They faithfully do what they have been told to do. They are not looking at people's faces. They are speaking it as the Lord has given them to speak. Beloved, as a minister of God, ah, it's dangerous for you. It is dangerous for you to not be faithful. It's dangerous for me, beloved. To not be faithful. Ah. <sighs> oh Lord, help me. Help me. Look at Malachi 1, verse 6 to 8. It says, 
a son, the Lord says, honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests, you ministers again that are listening to me right now. I say to you, uh, uh, saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name. And you say, wherein, wherein have we despised your, thy name? Uh, Lord, 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 we didn't despise your name. How? Where? When? When, when did we do that? Verse 7, Malachi 1, 7. You offer polluted bread upon mine altar, and you say, wherein have we polluted thee? The Lord is saying, are you serious? You are offering polluted bread on my altar, and you are saying, uh, uh, we, 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 Lord, we didn't, we didn't pollute you. How did we do that? Are you serious? In that, you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. Malachi 1.7, you offer polluted bread upon my altar and you say, wherein have we polluted thee? In that you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. You see, the word of God, beloved, mixed with your ideas and man's philosophies, O man of God, O woman of God, that word is polluted. Yes, when you mix the word of God with your Jewish fables and all the other junk that so-called Jewish theologians believe that you are preaching a scripture, are you serious? You are preaching what so-called theologians believe as the indisputable truth of God? Really? Malachi 1.8 And if you offer the blind for sacrifice... Is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Now listen to what the Lord says. Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? What is the Lord saying? The Lord is saying, this junk, this fake bread, this polluted bread, this bread with rat poison in it, this bread with the philosophies of men in it, this bread that you have infused with some poop and you are giving it on my altar, do the same thing with your governor and see if he will be pleased with you. You think he will accept you? Says the Lord of hosts. I don't know if you get that, beloved. Uh, maybe I may use one or two examples. The Lord helping me. If the governor gives you a written proclamation with his seal on it, you know, for you to go declare something, you know, to go announce that he has made such and such a person, he has appointed them to uh, to be a commissioner, to be a, a minister, uh, what they call a minister of state. Uh, they call them secretaries, in, like in the U.S., ministers in the U.K., or to go out, appoint such and such a person in a proclamation as his special advisor, and he gives it to you, go and read and make this announcement 
on national TV. Or you're in a court and the judge issues an order, signs it and seals it with the court's authority, gives it to the sheriff of the court and says, go and apprehend that guy sitting right there in the court and put him in the cell. Now, if the person that was given a proclamation by the governor goes and says his own words or calls somebody else that the governor didn't appoint a special advisor or whatever position it was, they have polluted that proclamation. They have inserted their own stuff in it. Or if that sheriff in court says, ah, I'm not going to arrest this person today uh, because uh, it's too early in the morning to do that. And, uh, uh, you know, I, by the way, today is Friday's weekend. He needs to go and enjoy himself at home. You think the governor or the court, the judge, is going to be pleased with you? You think he's going to accept your person if you are the sheriff or the person sent with the proclamation? That's what the Lord is saying, Malachi 1.8. You cannot do that nonsense with your human rulers, the Lord is saying. But you are doing that with me? Really? Oh, man and woman of God, really? Those people that the, gov- the person the governor will send or the sheriff the judge will send, they will be faithful to read and announce the proclamation and carry out the orders of the court that they were instructed to do. They will be faithful. They dare not do otherwise. But me... The Lord is saying, Governor of the universe, (laughs) the judge of all flesh, Yikabara, you take my words and you mix mud with it, you mix rat droppings with it. I'm sorry I sound graphic, but it is what it is. You mix nonsense with it and you serve it on my altar you pollute my altar and you're saying how did we do that man and woman of God that you if you are doing that you are a deceiver you need to be careful because as a minister of God you are supposed to to be faithful. Beloved, we are supposed to be faithful. Fidelity. We are supposed to be faithful. We are not principals. We are agents of God. We are not principals. Let me say that again. We are agents of God. Because the Bible says no man bestows this upon himself. Even Christ did not bestow it upon himself. God, his Father, said I am making you a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He didn't bestow it on himself. He's not a principal. He's an agent, a steward. And the scripture says, stewards must be 
found faithful. What's a steward? You take something. You are given something that is not yours. That's a steward. We have been entrusted with the gospel that is not ours. It's the gospel of God. It's not our gospel. But we have been given the privilege of becoming stewards of that gospel. Beloved, we need to be found faithful. We need to be found faithful. We have no choice but to be faithful, beloved. Let me stop here today, beloved. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.